Welcome to Paris Good Food and Wine. I'm Paige Donner, the host and producer. This food and wine show is being brought to you directly from Paris, France. Here, we give you a taste of this delicious world with all its colorful and diverse personalities that make up the Paris culinary landscape. So, sit back and relax and enjoy Paris good food and wine. This show, episode 21 of Paris Good Food and Wine, is dedicated to Vendange Solidaire. Vendange Solidaire is an initiative to help support the difficulties endured by winemakers due to severe climactic conditions suffered in several regions here in France this past year. When, when you hear passionate winemakers, you know, telling the story, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very saddening. I mean, it's uh, obviously saddening, but it's, uh, it's more than an economical uh, loss. You know, it's really a, it's, it's really a, a hit uh, at, uh, in their heart, I would say. We'll speak to Ludovic Dardenay co-founder of this initiative and co-owner of several of Paris's top wine bars and wine-centric restaurants, including Glue, Jaja, and Le Grand Cour, which are all located in the Marais. Following that, we'll hear from Brigitte Oudeline, the director of the Burgundy Wine School, as she fills us in on her process of designing courses at the Bone-Based Wine School. Wine classes there are for wine trade professionals as well as open to the general public under certain circumstances. To add more insight into the École de Vin de Bourgogne, I also speak with Nicolas Tecard, who's an instructor at the Burgundy Wine School. The course he presented during the summer focused on wine and food pairings, and this is what he talks more about during our interview. So, sit back and relax and get ready for another tasty half hour of Paris good food and wine with me, Paige Donner, your host and producer. Paris Good Food and Wine is brought to you by Paris Food and Wine. Download the travel app in the App Store and on Google Play today. Paris Food & Wine Travel App offers you exclusive tips, deals, and daily specials on all the best restaurants, hotels, bars, and excursions in Paris. Download the app today. in the Marais, in the Haute Marais, uh, right w within the view of the Picasso Museum at Glue, which is one of Paris's most beloved wine bars. And we've got Ludovic Dardenay, who is co-owner with Julien Fouin, here uh, to speak to us 
first about this wine bar and a couple of his other wine bars, and then also about the very timely and pressing issue of supporting winemakers in this difficult year. And that's through an initiative he and his partners started called Vendange Solidaire. So I guess first things first, let's just hear, you know, what was the, what was the concept behind glue when you opened this in 2008? Well, the concept was to uh, to create a bistro, <laughs> a bistro restaurant with my partner uh, Julien Foin. We had both a passion for for products, raw products, I would say, you know, and uh, and we part of these products we were passionate about was the wine, uh, not the raw product, a bit of transformation between the grapes and, and wine, but uh, definitely a passion. And uh, we wanted the idea on on the wine side was to uh, to make it accessible. We wanted to have a wide number of references that could be uh, accessible by the glass. So we we had invested in these lovely machines that you might have seen downstairs that uh, that help us to preserve the wine for two to three weeks and that uh, we, that enable us to uh, pour wine by the, the glass uh, and very good wines like Burgundy wines etc etc and um, so yeah the the wine was very much at the heart of the experience here always been and particularly uh, winemakers from um, which we can call, uh, who we can call adventurers. So not necessarily, uh, in the big French regions, the most famous ones. I was talking about Burgundy. Uh, it's a big one. It's a famous one, one of the most famous, but we wanted to, uh, welcome some, uh, alternative winemakers. That was uh, eight years ago. And in Paris, you, you didn't have so many, uh, restaurants, bistro with such, uh, gonna say an or- original or different, uh, proposition. And we wanted to present the wine as an experience, not only as a as a region. So the, the way we had classified the, the wines was uh, quite unusual because it was more uh, uh, related to a mood or to uh, to an envy, to a, to a situation, to what kind of dinner do you want to have, what kind of lunch uh, are you going to experience. So that was uh, all these aspects which made the glue uh, uh, very, uh, as you say, uh, much beloved uh, from the beginning. That's fascinating. And you know, I should point out too that the way I'm saying the, the name of your bistro and restaurant and wine bar is glue, which sounds in English like, like glue, but it's actually G-L-O-U, which in French means like gulp or something like that, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's, uh, we say glue, 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 uh, to refer to the, that's a lovely sound that uh, we make when we, we drink wine, basically. <laughs> So a very innovative approach that you started um, in 2008. And, of course, now we know eight, eight years later this is very successful. Your other uh, wine bar, Bistro Jaja, just uh, also in the Marais, is also very successful. And I think you guys have been sort of the inspiration for almost a mushrooming of these kinds of cool bistro wine bars um, in, in, in the Marais. Now, over the years, you must have forged some really great relationships with some of these winemakers. Like you said, um, they're not necessarily big commercial winemakers, but just people who are very passionate about making wine. Exactly. Passionate, very young for for some of them. So, um, as I was saying, adventurers who, who take risks, and that's... Uh, that's what it's all about. I mean, that's what makes the, the to us the French wine so um, 
so different. It's, it's the expression of a, of a year, it's a, of a terroir, of course, of a winemaker himself, of the experiments he or she can make. And, and we, yeah, we, we fell in love with, uh, if I may say, with some of them and, and with their, their, all the risks they've taken. And that's, uh, that's something we have always been uh, very uh, uh, supportive of because we, quite rapidly, by getting to know them, by going to see them and see how they work and what's the reality of their work, we discovered how, uh, how many uh, risks some of them were taking. Uh, uh, and that is uh, what we call Vin Nature and all these people who, who are, who are doing everything they can not to, uh, to put, uh, any, uh, bad ingredients, I would say, uh, if I may say, in, uh, in, in, the, in their wine. And, um, to, uh, we got to, to develop a strong relationship with some of them, really. And I guess so that leads us to our, our next, um, you know, the, the next question here for you. And, and I, you know, really the purpose of this interview today with you. Now, I wanted to allude uh, back to that Guardian uh, article that recently published, uh, published um, towards the end of October, saying that production in wine production in France is about down about 12% this year. Now, Europe, Italy, Spain, France has not been hit as hard as Chile and Argentina. Nonetheless, a 12% reduction in production is significant. And I think it's, you know, having spoken to some of the winemakers this during the harvest season and since, a lot of people are feeling it, certain regions more than others here in France. But now you and your partners started an initiative this year called Vendange Solidaire. And so Vendange means harvest and Solidaire means kind of like, um, like solidarity. And it, yeah. So explain to us, please, this initiative and how it supports the, the winemakers. Yeah, indeed, a uh, 12% drop and it's, that's, uh, that's on average. So that means, uh, some region, it's, a uh, it's a catastrophe. It's, uh, it's sometimes 50 up to 90, 80% drop. It's, uh, for some winemakers, it's, uh, a year of uh, work that, that will never be rewarded. And, um, and for some of them, it's, it's been two years, uh, in a row. So it's, uh, it was not more than a catastrophe. It was almost uh, the end of their their mm. dream. Um, so we we thought, what what could we do? I mean, it was uh, because we ordered wine to them, and when they they told us that it was uh, it was not going to happen, we were like uh, sad. And instead of uh, going to seek elsewhere some wine, we we decided to do something for them with them. And uh, of course, you you might you know. Quite stupidly, we, we thought at first, well, we're going to buy some more wines to them, you know, but they don't have any and they won't have. So we thought, well, that's something we, we need to do that, uh, that has to go uh, beyond their, their very own, um, problem. And we decided to create this initiative to invite everybody, uh, in the wine industry, uh, working, uh, closely, uh, like, uh, their, fellow winemakers themselves or the agents or even of course the restaurant the customers everybody who who love the wines to to participate to to the to this uh, national effort and and we we had a a tremendous uh, echo that that's uh, within the the, the french uh, the, sorry the parisian restaurants and now even in uh, in the other cities in france and uh, that's fantastic for them so it it's now a big movement and we want to to make it even bigger and and then to make sure that it's uh, that's very important the, the the money we collect is uh, fairly redistributed to the one makers that that really needs it to uh, to survive
Sure. And, you know, I guess uh, numbers that you mentioned to me, you know, right before we rolled here were that there are 200 restaurants now across France who are participating. So there's a good uh, couple of dozen, uh, two or three dozen here in Paris alone. And then uh, I, I guess what as far as Lyon and maybe Toulouse and perhaps Bordeaux and... Yeah, I have to, to confess, I haven't checked before, <laughs> before, uh, coming to meet you, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's between 150 and 200 now. And, um, and we're very happy about it. It's, uh, we didn't expect such, uh, an enthusiasm, uh, and it's, uh, it's, it's a very good sign. I mean, people, uh, people care. <laughs> People do care. People do care about about the winemakers, and it, it's wonderful to see. Now, I know that as we're interviewing today, um, the the restaurant part of it, where you know you go to a restaurant and when you order a bottle of wine, some of the proceeds actually go directly to to the winemaker. That you know several week long initiative is coming to an end, but not the campaign. The campaign still lives on. So if people want to support you, and and well, not support you but support the winemakers that you know you've you've become um that you've actually created this for how can they do that indeed thanks for mentioning this we have now a website and the facebook page on which you can uh, you can make um a don sorry forgive my french I know, a donation. <laughs> a donation so yeah the, the facebook page is uh, vendange solidaire and uh, the website is vendangesolidaire.com so uh, we're going to carry on and uh, turn this into something bigger that can be uh, useful for, for the year to come because we were concerned that uh, these, these are not the only years where we're going to have, where the winemaker is going to have this kind of situation to, to cope with. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's all open to uh, any donation uh, and we hope that uh, this initiative will carry on over the, the years until it's useless because uh, everything's back to normal and we're fine. <laughs> Well, no, you know, as you're saying, this might not just be an isolated case. And, you know, again, that, that Guardian interview and there, uh, the Guardian article, and there have been articles over the years. I, I did an article for the New York Times in 2011 saying that, you know, these climactic issues are a result of climate change. Now, whether you, uh, subscribe to that theory or not, the reality is that the cold, hard reality is, is the fact that a lot of winemakers are suffering. I mean, if you spend even just a little bit of time in, in Burgundy, not to mention some of the other regions, you know, you see these large numbers, you know, 40% of a harvest lost in an overnight gel, you know, f frost or a hailstorm. And I mean, that's just got to be devastating for these people who've worked all year long and 40% of their crops are just done in one night. Yeah, that's uh, when, when you hear... Uh Passionate winemakers, you know, telling the story, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very saddening. I mean, it's uh, obviously saddening, but it's, uh, it's more than an economical uh, loss. You know, it's really, uh, it's, it's really a, a hit, uh, at, uh, in their heart, I would say, because they, they, uh, they, they spend, uh, their days, weeks and months trying to, to, to grow the best grape they can and, uh, and they can, they cannot, uh, take any, any joy out of it. It's, uh, after one night of uh, of of uh, major rains or or, or frost or so it's 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 really terrible it has always happened of course we know that it's uh, it's part of the game some some of them might say now when it's been uh, several years in a row uh, in some case there's there's a problem we know it's uh, probably related to 
to global warming or let's say climate change. We know that it's going to happen more and more. And uh, well, there's uh, there's probably uh, something uh, something to be uh, to be done, to, and that's what we try to do to uh, to help them prevent from from dying uh, in the near future for them. No, it's it's a wonderful initiative, and it's so it's so great that. You and your partner Julian and Julian's wife Lori, that you guys kind of came up with this, and as she mentioned to me, it just sort of took on its own its own life and snowballed very rapidly. Yeah, we, uh, it's uh, Julian actually who had the idea of a weekend. He sent me an email, and uh, on on Monday we were we were trying to uh, to to accelerate to create the, the association. Uh, and the uh, website and call the agents. We had Romuald Caron and a lot of agents here who, uh, who participated and, and, uh, mostly the, the agents who are um, working with winemakers from the Loire Valley or from, for Burgundy or from Pic Saint Loup who have very much hit this year. And it was, again, it's, um, it's a, it's a team effort and, uh, we have so many restaurants now in Paris and they, they all deserve credit to, for participating to this adventure and, uh, and that we had some very, uh, Helpful messages from the winemakers. Uh, they, they were so uh, happy that uh, we would uh, we would do this. Uh, it was, um, I mean, aside the money thing, you know, the the, the money aspect. They, they were happy that we that to 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 uh, realize that so many people were, were caring about the situation and wanted to help. So yeah, so listen, anybody listening to the podcast, show some love. <laughs> show some love to your winemakers and I'm going to post the the website on the uh, you know underneath the, the podcast so you can easily find it and there's a Facebook page as well, Vendange Solidaire. I want to thank you so much Ludovic for taking the time to talk talk to us about this. Thank you Pete, really. That's uh, that's great. You shed up night. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's light that definitely deserves to be shed. And, uh, again, this location here in the Marais and at Glue, 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 <laughs> Glue is, uh, an absolutely fantastic location and everybody needs to come and check this one out and Jaja too and Le Grand Coeur as well. <laughs> Thank you. Merci. I'm Paige Donner, host and producer of Paris, Good Food and Wine, the famous Vente de Vin or the Burgundy Wine Auction that benefits the regional hospital, the Hospice de Bonne, takes place the third week in November. This year, the date falls on November 20th. According to Ludovine Griveau, the enologist for the vast holdings of the Hospice de Bonne's Burgundy vineyards, you can expect this year's vintage to be concentrated, silky, and supple. It's a vintage that's comfortable in its skin, says the expert, who confessed to watching the weather conditions on her smartphone apps on an hourly basis at certain times throughout the year, just to keep on top of the constant climate fluctuations that had some vineyard owners on edge. For the 156th Burgundy Wine Auction in Bonn, bidders can expect to bid on 596 pièces, or barrels. This year, the Pièce de Président, the prestige barrel whose sale always benefits the chosen charity of the year, is a unique wine blend in the world. It's called the Coton Bressande Grand Cru Hospice de Bonne 2016, and the auction proceeds will benefit the Fondation Arc for curing cancer and the Fondation Cure et Recherche for cardiovascular disease. 
At last year's auction, the pièce de président sold for 480,000 euros. It was a record and more than double the previous year's record sale. So, with our calendars clearly marked for November 20th's wine auction festivities in Bonn, we turn our attention now to the École de Vin de Bourgogne, or the Wine School. Namely, the director of the Burgundy Wine School, Brigitte Oudeline, who we'll hear from next. Okay, so Brigitte Oudeline, you're the director of this gorgeous wine school here in Burgundy, in Bonn, actually, like the wine capital of Burgundy. And you are very instrumental in actually implementing these uh, wine courses. Now, the one that just finished was, a, uh, you know, an extremely focused and, and very, I think, very strategic atelier because it focused on the wine and food pairings. Can you tell us a little bit about your process in terms of organizing it and putting it together and what the goal of it is? Yeah, sure. The Bourgogne Wine Board and the uh, Bourgogne Wine School um, have talked to many professionals and found out that what was the most interesting for wine shop owners, people who are working in restaurant, in hotel, they wanted to talk about the wine through the wine and food pairing. So that's why we set up the Bourgogne Wine Board and with us along set up this atelier on two days. We wanted to work. The aim was to give some keys to uh, the participants on the wine and food pairing. So the first idea was on the different aromas family that we can find in the wine and then to talk about the vintage which is very important in in Bourgogne as you know as we have only a single grape variety uh, each year. Uh, brings its own personality to each wine, so it was very important to talk about that. And then on the second day is to be able to taste wine and food together. So um, we thought about as well bringing people on the first day, of course, in the vineyards, because uh, as long as it's fine to talk about those fine uh, food and wine pairing when you are in New York or in, in England or wherever. But whenever you are here in, in Bourgogne, the most important thing is to walk in the vineyard and see with your eyes yourself. You know, I, yeah, I'm so glad that you're touching on that point because, you know, we all arrived, you know, 25 strangers arrived. We, you know, nobody, you know, knew each other, although everyone was a professional, like you're saying, you're a professional wine shop owner or uh, a couple of journalists, but mainly like wine shop owners, sommeliers, people, you know, really in the wine industry. So we had a whole morning of learning theoreticals, like looking up at a chalkboard with uh, illuminated PowerPoints. And like you said, that can be in New York or that can be in London. But the big difference was in the afternoon, you guys took us all out and we walked, we actually walked through those vineyards and you showed us the, the cray, right? Yeah, the different, the landscape and analysis is very important each time in an atelier. We really want people to be on spot and realize by themselves the difference of the landscape and the difference of the climat, which we talk afterwards or beforehand in the wine when we do tastings. It's important as well to, um, to meet people 
and professional. That's why on the second day after the food and wine pairing, you were invited to go and meet. This time it was uh, the Bishop's house because theory is good, but you can do it everywhere. And uh, when you are in Bourgogne, you have to be able to feel it by yourself. And I think all the five senses are awakened. So as the director of this school, yes, yeah, so I mean, this was, I, I can't, personally, I can't imagine a better atelier than a food and wine pairing atelier focused on Burgundy wines. I mean, that's just to me like the pinnacle. But as the director of this school, you do these throughout the year, I, I, correct? And, and so how do you... You know, how do you choose the topics and what's the process, you know, that you put into actually organizing and fine-tuning what people can learn about? Um, we have different ateliers. When we work, when we focus on professional, as we say here, wine shop owner and journalist, uh, we work with and for the Bourgogne Wine Board. So people are invited to come over and... They realized study and um, asked people what they really, which topic they really wanted to hear about. So that's why the Klima came out, uh, which is very important in Burgundy, in Bourgogne. And the first topic that came out in that study was the food and wine pairing. That's why we focused on it. Then we do work together. On, uh, with sommelier, with some wine expert, with a restaurant to find, try to find the good match, but also to try to experience something. What we really lacked today, for what I lack today, is that everybody could give their own view on the matching, on the food and wine matching. And uh, the first one, for instance, when we organized that te- uh, that. Um, day, we wanted to surprise people straight away. So we chose to put with a foie gras, uh, red wine. Usually people will go with a foie gras with um, um, sweet white wine, which we, all, which we have as well. People might not know it, but we have some sweet white wine in South, Bergen, uh, South of Bourgogne. It can match with some dry white wine, but we wanted to surprise people, to awake people straight away in the morning, and that's why we chose and tried to find the proper match with the red wine. That's how we worked. Then we tried to find some food that everybody could understand. So the salmon, a lot of people around in France, but also uh, foreign people, eat salmon, so that's why we wanted to have that dish and try to find of course, our wine from Chablis, but also from the south of uh, Bourgogne, match very well with salmon, I think. Then we wanted to show the importance of the base, the, uh, the first ingredient, but to show that depending on the sauce, depending on the ingredients, if there was a bit more pepper or salt or some more oil on some of the dish or uh, some cream then the match with the wine would be different. So we all test that. We had different tasting, and then we, we organize it together. 
Yeah, a lot of that, everything that you just said was, people had so many things to say about it too, so many viewpoints, that little bit of pepper on the foie gras threw off uh, what would have been maybe a very typical, typical taste, you know, typical pairing with a a sweet wine. And like you said, the sweet wine, I I never knew that there was a sweet wine from Burgundy. So that was a real big illumination. Now, you chose some things, you challenged people. And it sounds like that's really what you're tending to do is challenge people, not just get people to think and talk about Burgundy wines, but challenge them to take it even a little bit further. Exactly. What we really like is not to give... It's not a dictionary. If there is one thing that people can retain about Bourgogne is that the diversity of the wine and the diversity of people making wine give a full offer on, on wine for the food and wine pairing, but not only... And we want people just to open their mind, as you say, challenging people. And if there's one thing that people can retain after those ateliers is, okay, I can learn more, I can think a bit, a bit more, maybe I can try something different. That's it. If that's, and in Bourgogne, we have a big diversity that give a good challenge to try and try and try again and to come back. Well, that's a wonderful note to thank you uh, very profoundly. Paris Good Food and Wine is brought to you by Paris Food and Wine. Download the travel app in the App Store and on Google Play today. Paris Food and Wine travel app offers you exclusive tips, deals, and daily specials on all the best restaurants, hotels, bars, and excursions in Paris. Download the app today. Next, we have Nicolas Tecard on the program, who, in addition to being an instructor for the Burgundy Wine School, also has his own wine tour business called Wine Dream Concept. Nicola, you just wrapped up a wonderful two-day atelier here in Burgundy, and it was uh, both focusing on the wines and also the wine pairings, which was a, a wonderful focus. First of all, Tell me your your you know your whole name, <laughs> and tell me what is it that you do here in Burgundy? What's your specialization in terms of wine? So first, thank you for coming to see us. I'm Nicolas Takar. I'm a wine instructor at the School of Wine. I'm uh, I've got a sommelier background, and today I'm teaching at the, the School of Wine and at the, the university. I'm, I'm selling as well wine to restaurants uh, as my, with my private company. We just spent two days like focusing on food and, uh, and wine matching. Very interesting days. We had very great groups because. I think it's very important to have a, a good interaction with, interaction with the, the, the student to be able to speak and to make them understand what we want to do. First day, um, we start just to, to focus on, um, on, on terroir, geology, to try to, to put the base on the, on, on the food and wine matching with, by classifying the, the different wine families that we, we found in Burgundy with eight different wine families, foreign white, foreign red. You know, in, in fact, I, yeah, no, I love that you're just jump, you're jumping right into the program, which is exactly, you anticipated my question. That's what I was going to ask. I was going to say, so we had these last two days, a full two days. So, and it was very structured programming. It's not like, here you guys go, here's a bunch of wines, go taste them on your own. No, this was a really structured class. So, um, so we started with the geology, but that first morning at 9.15 a.m., what was the first class that you presented? 
the, the first class, yeah. Uh, so we represent uh, first thing the the program to see what we because I think to to do food and wine matching is good to introducing the wine and everything and what uh, are the base of, of Burgundy or what are the base of, uh, of food and wine matching just to be able. To on the second day to to really understand and focus on the food and wine matching at 950 we just met uh, just uh, nicely uh, we introduced uh, all ourselves uh, just to make feel everyone comfortable during the testing and during the, uh, the those two days to be able uh, just to to feel relaxed uh, it's something we want to uh, to teach but in a way we want uh, to teach in a good way to make sure that everyone can understand uh, understand it and can come back uh, in his uh, in his home in his area with a, a good way and a good understanding of of burgundy wine so we start with the uh, we start with the terroir uh, geology just to give a base uh, and after we classify those family uh, with the with the red and the white we taste those family we try to taste because it's always difficult we, i'm sure you you, you remember it's, a, it's always difficult to have like the right family on the right spot with the right wine and after we had a great lunch Burgundian lunch, traditional. I think it was quite okay, if you remember. I think I enjoyed it. That lunch at Cheval Noir was just, you know, there was that table set for, what, there was about 25 or 30 of us, some members of the BIVB and then the rest of us students. A lot of French, a few, a couple of foreigners. Um, yeah, though that, that, and, and what I really appreciated too, and I mentioned to a friend of mine was that you didn't just let us, t- you know, like pour, you did, the wines just weren't poured with lunch. You got up and explained each wine pairing with each of the meal courses, the entree, the main course. Exactly, because it's the way we, we set up the base in the morning. But uh, I think it's too, if, if we just uh, give the wine and just like, help yourself, and uh, sometimes you, you, you feel that you don't, you don't know where to go, you don't know what to look. And it's true that we, are lo- we looked after the, the food and wine uh, matching uh, with, uh, with the wine you taste and, uh, during this lunch. And it, for me, it's very important for you to feel comfortable with that. And, and I think it's part of uh, our I would say the Burgundian experience. I mean, uh, to be to be close as possible uh, from you and uh, and to explain you those uh, those different uh, uh, food and wine matching and uh, and I think it helps as well if there is something that uh, you cannot uh, something you don't pick or it's possible and the idea is to exchange as well always exchange uh, you can be a, agree or not agree and the idea is to talk about it and uh, to talk about the wine the wine of Burgundy was it good or not but I think. We, we did quite okay on those matching. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, very pleased because we, we, we settled them on, on the paper. So it's always difficult without testing. But uh, after you realize that it, uh, it's quite a, it was quite a good match. And, uh, and I think everyone enjoyed it. And so... I think I agree. Everyone did really enjoy it. And I appreciated, too, that you as an instructor, you were open to the feedback from the students. So it's not like you didn't get up in front of us and say, okay, this is the notes that you have to find in this wine. It was really much more interactive than that. It was like, what do you find? Personally, what do you find in this wine? And do you find that it, you know, it pairs well with our choices? I it, it's it's an idea. I, I, I always, for me, wine is open to everyone. I, I think it should not be uh, one person who talks for the other one. Everyone should have his own aspect, his own uh, think about uh, about the wine and uh, his own thought about the wine. And, uh, and and I think it's it's very important. Everyone should be able to talk about it. I'm not the one which is always right. It's just it's not the the way we want to show it to our student. Uh, 
I'm here to talk. I'm, uh, I, as I say, I'm the big mouth of the day, but you have your word to say. And because it's very, you, you've got an opinion and it's very important to, to give your opinion, even for us, because sometimes we can make a mistake. And, and so, so that for me is a very, very important point the, that you can be able to speak and to tell your opinion, actually. Yeah. yeah. So that. And then it was a wonderful wrap-up because, um, so the two days of classes and tastings and pairings with wines and food pairings, and then we just now wrapped up fr uh, with a visit at the Albert Bichot Cellars, uh, which was a, a wonderful tasting of both the selection of the reds and the whites. So can you just elaborate a little bit on what that was like? Well, it's, I think it's, a, it's always a nice way to finish by a, a wine tasting at the estate, to meet the winemaker, to meet the person in charge there, and uh, to show how it works. Uh, each winery, uh, uh, we taste a few vintage, but mainly uh, 2013 vintage. And um, what it is interesting is you've got one vintage, one winemaker, wine from all Burgundy, and you can realize that uh, through those uh, four white, uh, four red, and five red, that, uh, that you get, you, you've got different, uh, different tastes, according if you are in Chablis, in, uh, in Macon, in Côte de Nuit, in Côte de Beaune, all the white and all the red have different tastes. Is their, they've got their own identity. And that, that is very important, and I think that really shows what Burgundy is about. It's about the, a place uh, with one grapes and uh, one taste. And uh, that's what we love that's what we classified at the at the UNESCO program and uh, and I think it's a good way a good way to finish uh, this day with the food matching this morning who was I think quite interesting uh, to see different the, the different classified uh, classification of wine and so yes I think it's a, it's a good day to finish yeah no it really was and uh, I have to just on that last note I have to say too um, there's such a welcoming feel here in Burgundy to all people to you know foreigners too you don't feel like you have to speak you know, it's nice when you do speak some French, <laughs> but you know, you don't feel like you don't feel like you don't feel like you're a fish out of water with when you're a foreigner here. And I really appreciate that. And I know too that you have a wine touring company. I think. Do you want to just mention that company? Yeah. Well, um, uh, the name of my company is uh, Wine Dream Concept. I'm working uh, with the School of Wine on this uh, on this program just to organize tour uh, in Burgundy to bring. Also, we we don't do like uh, sitting courses for that. We're going straight in the vineyard like we did. Uh, on the first day in the afternoon, we go to the vineyard, we just explain everything, so the weather has to be with us, so uh, it's a very important fact, and after we go straight to the, to the estate, just to have like a, a real feeling of the, of the people inside, uh, inside Burgundy. So you are in the vineyard, uh, we show you the, 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 we try to show you the, the best spot uh, of Burgundy, uh, the famous one, like we, like we talked all during those two days, Romane Conti, Corton Charlemagne, Montrachet, is a, a very important spot, and, and why they are there? Uh, with the history and, uh, and after we finish, uh, as we say, with a few tasting, but with like always a, a meaning to the tasting. So maybe the first tasting will be about the plot, the second will be about the vintage, and uh, after with a, maybe an organic one to finish, just to every every time to give a sense to the to the visit. So that's what we try to do, and uh, I hope we we do well for that. It was fabulous. Thank you so much, Nicola. Thank you. It has been a great pleasure to welcome you, and don't hesitate to come back. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Paris Good Food and Wine. A big thank you to all who helped make this show possible. And especially a grand merci beaucoup from me, your host and producer, Paige Donner. You can find this and past episodes of Paris Good Food and Wine on iTunes. And remember to follow us on Twitter at Paris Food Wine and like us on Facebook at 
Paris, food and wine.